So Alabama's got a big game with Arkansas this weekend. Who are the five players that you really need to keep an eye on? We know about Bryce Young. We know about Will Anderson, but who else? Our Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. That's a catchy song we got to start this show. And I'm telling you. Good. It gets me in the mood. A good As mood. the kids say, it's slapping. Uh, this <laughs> podcast is brought this broadcast brought to you by Bet Online. I'll tell you about Bet Online and Alumni Hall in just a little bit. Today, Jimmy, one thing we want to talk about in this podcast are the five players uh, that we really need to keep an eye on for this game. Let, let's take Bryce Young out of the equation. And he, I'm basing this off of an article that came from your good folks over at On3, and they actually included Will Anderson. I'm going to take him off the list. I think Will Anderson is a guy you watch every game for any reason. I mean, he's just awesome, and so is Bryce Young. So I, I think it would be best to come up with with other people that aren't those two. Now, the first thing, before we get into any of that, and I want to get into that quickly, I found um, a picture side-by-side side on Twitter I don't even know who to give the credit to, so I apologize if you are a loyal listener to this podcast. I should give you credit. Side-by-side -side picture of Robbie Outs, Oots. Oost. Oost. I, can't, I, I always forget it. Robbie Oost, when he was at Alabama in 2021, and now when he's at Alabama in 2022. I'm putting it up now. The one on the left looks like he is the – Nephew of the one on the right, who is the black sheep of the family. <laughs> Does he not? Uh, I mean, I prefer the look on the right. And I say that just simply because that's, that's, that's a baller there. That's a baller. You, you, you got to, if you're going to look like that and play ball, you got to be a baller. I mean, you can't just look like that and just be, just any other guy. So hopefully Robbie can uh, can bring some game with that stash. I mean, I feel like he's the kind of guy who might say, I can throw a football over them, their mountains. <laughs> it reminds me a little bit. I wonder if he's a giant Braves fan like myself. The Braves have a, a pitcher that everyone is excited to see every time he goes out there named Spencer Strider. He, he looks like an old Western gunslinger with this mustache and a lot of Braves fans wear fake mustaches to the games when Spencer Strider pitches. I think that's what, I think that might be the, the look that Oost is going for there. Maybe he's a big Spencer Strider fan. He looks like he went into the witness protection program at Panama city. I mean, you wouldn't really know it's the same guy. I mean, that's a radically that's different look. I mean, they look radically different. And, uh, hey, you know, Oost uh, started the season as a starting tight end. And then look at all that's happened in his position. He starts because Latu's out, right? So now Latu is back, and you think, well, Oost goes from starter to number two. Uh, not so fast, as Corso says, because now they've moved Kendall Randolph back. So now Kendall is actually the number one blocking tight end off the bench and not Oost. And, whoa, here comes Amari uh, Nablack. 
not black is now like the number two receiving tight end off the bench. So now really Oost is probably fourth, you know, uh, and, and I, I still think the guy's a pretty good player. Uh, he just needs some more experience and some work, uh, you know, gave up a sack in that Texas game, probably setting back a little bit, at least mentally. Uh, but he might be the number one tight end next fall. We'll see. Okay. Um, but I, I wonder if he'll have a new look next year. Interesting. Um, okay. Let's go to the top five players. Now, again, the top five, the, and, and I like where they're starting on on three. This is Clint Lamb's article. He does a magnificent job. He's a cohort of yours. Um, his number one is Jaheim Otis. I like that a lot. I think that's a great pick. Um, I think Jaheim Otis has been very good so far. I mean, he hadn't, you know, been freshman All-American, but he's been really, really good. And I think he is um, moving up the charts in terms of important players on this roster very, very quickly. Um, but according to Clint, to Clint Lamb's article, he says, and according to Pro Football Focus, Arkansas has 1,029 rushing yards this season. Of that total, 608 have come between the B gaps, which are the gaps between the guards and tackles. That accounts for 60% of the rushing yards. For comparison, only 43% of Alabama's rushing yards have come between the guards. So what that means is Alabama's tackles, like Jaheim Otis, are going to have to be a, a kind of a big deal this weekend. Yeah, Arkansas runs the ball really well. Rocket Sanders, number one rusher in the league in terms of carries and in terms of yards. Uh, I made a little error on Otis this week, and I, I really studied the defensive, um, you know, stat chart. I wanted to take a kind of a deeper dive into into who's been accumulating numbers, and I knew from watching the games as closely as I do more than once that Jaheim Otis had played really, really well. I've been very excited about the way Otis has played. I think he's been fantastic off the top of my head. I think he's been our third best lineman behind Byron Young and Justin Aboibe. I think Otis is third in terms of like who's been the most effective, who's been really good. But I looked at that defensive chart and the, 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 you know, it's just a fact that Otis really hasn't been credited with many tackles and sacks and tackles for loss. It's just not been his thing. He hasn't made a lot of those or hardly any of those. So I put down, instead of me basically saying, hey, production-wise, I said, you know, he, he needs to step it up. And that was probably an error on my part. If I had to do that article over again or that 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 post over again, I got to take into account that he plays a position where it's just the hardest position on the team to accumulate stat, stats. And the fact of the matter is, who has accumulated stats? Toho Toho, Moody. Lawson, all three of them have. Lawson didn't even play in a lot of snaps, and he's accumulated a lot of numbers, uh, not to mention uh, Will Anderson, of course. But Otis's job when he's in there is to disrupt and blow things up, and then the quicker dude gets to the ball carrier or makes the play. I think a lot of these tackles that Henry Toho Toho have been making and Deontay Lawson and Jalen Moody have been making, a lot of those tackles – is because Jaheim Otis has cleared a path so the linebacker can get directly to the ball carrier. And, and that's where I messed up not giving Otis that credit because for a fact that's been happening. Otis has been taking up two blockers. He's been blowing things up. He disrupts the play. The play's supposed to be in the A gap. Otis blows up the A gap. They he Running back's got to move to the B gap. And who's there? 
number 10, number 42, number 32. I mean, so o Otis has been really good and, and, uh, I needed to give him more credit than I did. I focused too much on the literal stat numbers. That's very big of you. Uh, uh, it's the only big thing I do. I'm 5'8". <laughs> let, me, let me tell everybody about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all football betting this in this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcast, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on your Favorite games, events, including MLB, NFL, Major League Soccer, whatever you want. They got it MMA, boxing, golf. Bet online is where the game starts. All right, so let's continue with this list here. Five most important players for this weekend, not including Bryce and Will. Uh, now, they have number two at Jameer Gibbs. Okay. I can see that. I'm going to – I would make a swap here. I'm going to go Jace McClellan. I am going to go – I think Jace McClellan is the better running back. Um, I okay. think Jameer Gibbs is the better all-around player. I, yeah. I'm fine if you want to go Gibbs here. Let's at least do Gibbs slash McClellan because I think we're going to – eventually we're going to have to establish some kind of a running game in some game. It's going to have to happen. Um, and I think this would be a nice game to do it. Um, I would especially like to do it – Considering it would be so – this the, the passing defense unit on Arkansas is so atrocious. And this is not Luke talking like a bammer. This is statistically I'm correct here. In fact, I saw something yesterday where if Arkansas – if you account for all the uh, FCS and FBS, Arkansas would still be one of the worst pass defenses in the country. I mean, that's pretty – that's a crazy stat. Um so I feel like we'll be able to get all the passing we want, again, which I'm fine with because I love Bryce Young and I want our receivers to develop all this chemistry. But there's part of me that goes, hey, let's let's kind of force our running game on them too and let's, sh let's show the world that we can do both again. Uh, I like it. Uh, I do like it. Obviously, you know, what does Alabama do best? We, we throw the football. Uh, I think that's what Alabama does best in offense, throwing the ball, uh, in the short to intermediate passes. Um, that's what this team is doing best. And when you look at Arkansas defensively, statistically, what does Arkansas do worst? Uh, defend passes. So I think the game plan here is obvious. But they know this. They know this. They're aware. This is not a secret. They're, they and it's not just because they watch the podcast, and I'm sure they do because they're very smart and, and they 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 think we're hilarious. So I'm sure Arkansas watches the podcast, but they, they're they're well aware that Alabama is going to come into this game with the idea that we're going to throw it 40, 50 times. So while they're busy preparing for that, it would be a good time to spring a few runs on them because I do think we have the backs to do it. Uh, you know, Clint specifically listed Gibbs here. You say Jace uh, because. You, you say that Jace is better at running back. The thing is, I agree with both of y'all. Here's the weird, it's just one of the weird anomalies so far. I would tell you Jameer Gibbs taking Bryce out of the equation, which we already did, take Bryce out of the equation. Jameer Gibbs is the best offensive player on this football team. I, I believe that. I think Gibbs is our best player on offense. 
But is he the best running back? No, I think Luke may be right here. I think Jace McClellan may be the best running back on the team. Oh, so I must be saying that Gibbs is our best receiver, even though he doesn't play. No, I don't think that he is. Actually, I think he hadn't proven it to us just yet, but I think Jermaine Burton's the best receiver on this team right now. But Gibbs is the best. So it's so weird. Gibbs, our best player. I'm not sure he's the best running back or the best receiver, but he's the best player. And I think Gibbs is also the best bet to make big plays. And by the way, uh, uh, Clint himself made a, a point uh, that wasn't in that that article, but this is Clint's point, so I guess I should give him credit. Uh, you know, when we went on the road week two, who do we throw the ball to most? Gibbs. Who caught the only touchdown pass? Gibbs. Who had the most touches? Gibbs. I can see us going on the road and being pretty Gibbs-centric again because I know we trust that guy. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I do love the idea of forcing Bumper Pool, by the way, coolest name ever, um, or and or Drew Sanders to potentially cover Jameer Gibbs out of the backfield versus laying the lumber to Bryce Young at some point because I don't want Drew – Drew Sanders will knock your uh, teeth back in your watch pocket. I mean, he will slap the bejesus out of you. So you, yeah. you can't you – know I, I hope we uh, – we need to force – Drew to cover our backs. Because I yeah, do I remember, I do remember while Drew was okay at that, I remember famously when he was a true freshman, he gave up a wheel route to Missouri in the opener yes, when he was a freshman. Uh, I think we need to force Drew to be a pass defender, and that would be a good matchup for us. I like that. It also occurred to me, this is as soon as you said bumper pool, uh, you know, Drew Sanders' nickname is Drago, you know, like the yeah. the, the, the boxer and Rocky Forrest's nickname. So that's pretty cool that, that the Arkansas linebackers are Bumper and Drago. <laughs> I mean, what's next? They got a they got a defensive now, lineman funny. named they got a defensive lineman named Ski Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, saying that's there's a podcast about football and, and the hosts are Bumper Pool and Drew Sanders, and it's the Bumper and Drago show. I'm yeah. listening. I'm listening to that. Yeah. I'm listening for fear they're going to beat the crap out of me. Um, <laughs> they right. are good players. Man, Arkansas, I like Sam Pittman so much. But, hey, you know what? They're missing a Catalan, that safety. He's out. Yeah. Man, what a player that guy is. And they also have lost a starting cornerback for the season. Uh, hey, I think maybe this is the game Alabama's uh, vertical, vertical gets vertical, you know, uh, this game is just screaming uh, for for the run game, and, and I bought up the Cincinnati game on our last show. That that game screamed the opposite. That game was like, "Hey, you know, we can run the ball with Brian Robinson." And Cincinnati stats were like, uh, "We'll give up some run yards." And, and what did we do? We went in that Cincinnati game with a different game plan than we had all year long. We're just like, "Hey, we're going to give this ball to Brian Robinson until you stop it." And they never really did. Uh, I, I think it's the same thing here, Arkansas. It's just throwing it. I mean, they they don't defend it well. It's what we do best, and uh, I think we're going to do it a lot. But the, the beauty of that is, hey, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it. Then you slip in your run, and uh, with Gibbs and McClellan, hey, that can be a big play. Um, okay, the next guy on the list is Brian Branch. I think that's a good call. I will say this. I'm, I'm a little shocked. Arkansas has got like 960 yards passing on the season or 940. I mean, I was kind of shocked they have that many yards passing. It doesn't seem like they do. But uh, they do. They've got uh, Jadon Hazelwood, who's a 
you know, he was a former five-star at Oklahoma, transferred in. He's, he's a pretty good receiver. He hadn't lived up to his five-star billing. But, um, again, uh, he has the, the reputation, at least from high school, to be very, very good. Um, and Brian Branch is, is on that list. I, I like the idea of Brian Branch. I think he's played great this year. Um, I think that's a, that's a good choice. Yeah, I like, uh, I like it. Uh, Branch has played really well. He's been one of our best defenders. Um, you know, sort of in that hybrid, you know, the nickel corner position, it's a little bit like a corner, but it's also an in-the-box position. He's lined up close to the line of scrimmage. We blitz some with Branch. He's effective at that. He can make a big play, uh, kind of a bigger kid. I mean, he's not built like a corner. He's built more like a safety. One thing about K.J. Jefferson, too, you might hit him, but that don't mean you get him to the ground. Big, strong guy. Uh, but so, so you need backs like Brian Branch that can hit K.J. Jefferson and get him to the ground. Um I do think he can be a critical defender. Uh, I also like uh, – he's not going to be on this list, but I'll tell you what, uh, we do have a linebacker that is built for the spy game. You know, the inside linebacker that you put out there is like, hey, where KJ goes, you go. If he's running the RPO, you go hit him. If he drops back, you go after him. I mean, you just – you follow him around and you hit him as many times as you can. That's Deontay Lawson. Uh, And Lawson's a big – kid he can run with kj jefferson uh he can defend the pass if you have to drop him he can he can go get the passer i think this is a game luke where we may see more deontay lawson than we've already seen in the first four games i I just think he's sort of built for that role i'm with you on that um jimmy i need to go ahead and take a break now and tell everybody about alumni hall go to google alumni hall alabama but look here's a picture of some of the stuff. Look at all the stuff they've got this Alabama stuff at Alumni Hall. I mean, that's awesome. Now, if you're listening on audio, you don't see it, but trust me, they got everything you need. They got hats, they got shirts, they got cornhole boards, they got uh, some other little stuff I can't really make out right there. They got little fire pits. Here's I another fire pit. Yeah, yeah, fire pits. Cool as heck. Hey, the, it's look at all these shirts they have. And look, you want to go to Alumni Hall, Midtown Village, 1800 McFarland Boulevard East, Suite 504, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Go check them out. You can also just give them a call if you need to, 205-523-7562. That's Alumni Hall. They got everything you want Alabama-wise. I'm telling you, it's a cool, cool website. But you can also just Google Alumni Hall Alabama. Go to their website. You can order some stuff online. But if you're in Tuscaloosa, uh, coming up shortly, like this big A&M game coming up in about a week and a half, swing on over to Midtown Village. Go get you some of this cool Alabama stuff. Uh, we've already had a couple of people comment, say they've been to Alumni Hall, bought some Alabama stuff because we recommended it. Appreciate y'all so very much. Thank y'all. And I know Alumni Hall, thanks y'all. But they've been a great sponsor. They're a great store. Trust me on this. I bought some stuff there even before they became a sponsor. That's how I know I like them. I've got, I've got, I must have six shirts from Alumni Hall that I bought before they were sponsors. Uh, great. And if they had a bar, I would just hang out there. Oh, it'd be uh, Alumni Hall Closed bar and grill, that'd be amazing. I would never leave. I would just like turn on the games, drink my beer, stare at their stuff. <laughs> and you know, if you and you know, when I finally my clothes finally got dirty, I just buy some more clothes and put them on. Yeah, so, you never have to wash again. And then if you're getting married, register there. That is a good point. All right, Jimmy, let's talk about these final two guys. Now, look, they have Will Anderson as one of them. I'm gonna take Will Anderson off my list and I'm gonna save my last person, but they have Tyler Steen uh, as their number four guy. Mm-hmm. Look, how has, how has Tyler Steen 
done this year? Do you think? Now, here, here, let me throw this in there. Arkansas has three of the top five players in the SEC in sacks on their squad. I mean, that's that's tough, man. I mean, that's that's tough. Um, so our offensive line is, you know, they're going to have their their work cut out for them. They they haven't played a pass uh, defending offensive line as well as Alabama yet, obviously. But th- they get after you, man. Drew Sanders comes after your butt. Um, and they also hadn't played a quarterback who's probably as elusive in terms of avoiding sacks as good as Bryce Young is. But that's kind of scary to me. How do, how do you feel like Tyler Steen has done this year in the transfer uh, from Bama? Good. A uh, good. Uh, hey, this is what I wanted out of him. Uh, you know, I, I guess we have fans that are like, they just see the jersey and the position and they assume they're all alike. So Tyler Steen is just this year's Evan Neal. <laughs> I don't know how those how those fans get get through life. Every 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 player is different in terms of strengths and weaknesses. I mean, we were gonna take a step back at left tackle, and and it's what made the offensive line projection so interesting this year. Luke is. How do we get better when we're losing our best player, you know? But to me, Steen didn't have to be as good as Evan Neal for the offensive line to be better. He had to be better than last year's right tackle. He had to be solid. He, he didn't have to be a leak. He didn't we, He didn't needed to be somebody that the other team couldn't pick on, that, hey, he's pretty good. He's adequate. The fact that he was a player of the week last week is huge, um, you know, selected by the staff. Um, I think Steen has been – good and that's all we needed him to be is is he Evan Neal of course he's not Evan Neal but he's been good the right tackle has been good frankly he's been even a little bit better than good in my opinion especially when you factor in his youth and he's just going to be getting better and better um I'm impressed with the offensive line now I might be taking all this back next week because this Arkansas matchup up front is is a tough matchup and it's a real good look at where Alabama's offensive line is I'll I'll say this, I, I I expect Alabama's offensive line is going to impress people that sort of know what they're watching. Now, is Arkansas going to have people hit Bryce? Yeah. Is, is Bryce going to be under some duress? Yeah. Uh, it's football. We're playing a good team. Uh, it, but it doesn't mean that individual members of our offensive line are getting physically beaten or physically whipped consistently. I don't think we're going to see that Saturday. Uh, I, I even went so far – to say this week, Luke, uh, I think I'm getting sold on this offensive line. I think by the end of the year, this offensive line is a team strength, particularly in pass protection. Okay. And my final, again, on three had Will Anderson. I think that's cheating. I'm going to go with Tyler Harrell or JoJo Earl. And with the caveat that I don't know if either one of them is actually going to play yet. Yeah, we don't know. I bet I if I one of them I bet, plays, I bet, I bet JoJo plays, but I don't know that. If one of them plays, I think they're one of the most important players in this game. I agree. Tell me I'm I wrong. Agree. No, no, no. I agree totally. Um, I, I think, um, you know, JoJo is the best slot receiver we have on the team, and with JoJo out of the lineup, we've had to play Jermaine Burton some at slot. We've had to play uh, a Treshawn Holden at slot receiver. And of course they're veteran guys. They've been around, they know the position. They can line up there and run all the right routes and they're doing the right things, but they're not slot receivers. They're something else. It's kind of like, you know, hey, can your, here's a perfect basketball example. 
your your combo guard, your two guard or your combo guard. Hey, can he play the point? Well, yeah, yeah, he knows all the plays. He can play point. He can get you in the right play call. He's a pretty good passer. He's a pretty good ball handler. But to me, I, I, I think that point guard position is sacred. You are either a point guard or you are not. And it's not that extreme at wide receiver. But the fact of the matter is, the only guy we've run out there that's really a slot receiver is probably Kobe Prentice, who's played now all of four games in his life in big-time football. So we have really missed JoJo Earl. And not only will JoJo show up and be our best slot receiver by far, now we don't have to play Burton inside. We don't have to play Holden inside. They can play the positions that they play best, which is outside. So I, I think JoJo's return is huge, and it's very realistically could happen based on the practice footage that we saw released from the university. Uh, JoJo looked pretty healthy to me. I, I I would bet we see him Saturday, but but I don't know that. All right, everybody. Again, thank you all so much for listening and watching and all that. We really do appreciate you. I swear we do. Keep the comments coming. Even if you disagree with us, we're fine with that. Uh, people tell us we're wrong all the time. We're both married. Yeah, I said catapult surgery the other day, and a couple people listening to the show have let me know about it. And by the way, thank you for people who corrected me nicely. I didn't mean to say catapult surgery. Catapult's that stuff they wear in their pads that lets you know how, how fast. It's tightrope surgery that you get with the high ankle sprain. I know this. <laughs> But I'm an old man. I'm an old man. You did man. say catapult surgery. And it was, but it, I was so unsure. Like, <laughs> like I'm so I'm unsure. Of, I'm so self, self-conscious that I was like, maybe he's right. That, <laughs> that didn't sound right at all, but maybe he's right. You know, it's, I got to work on my self-confidence so I can correct you more often. It's like Uncle Leo on uh, Seinfeld said, uh, when, when show up, old man, I was confused. Or, um, or Eddie Murphy, when you know, uh, in Raw, when he said, when uh, a man, a woman catches a man cheating on him, and he goes, It wasn't me, wasn't me. just keep saying it wasn't me, wasn't it wasn't me. and then eventually he goes, Maybe it wouldn't you. That's what I was like, Maybe it's not uh, tightrope surgery, maybe it is catapult <laughs> surgery, which makes no sense because if you catapulted it, <laughs> that would be anyway, a crappy surgery. That would just listen, yeah, I've got bad news. Like, how, I got you news. how you getting this tumor out of me? I got well, good news and bad news. We can fix this, but we're going to have to shoot you to the next county. So, uh, all right. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you. And roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.